Hi, welcome to the Not Your Average Life Coach podcast. My name is Kay Wilson and I'm a self-empowerment coach and intuitive energy healer. And I am obsessed with helping you step into the most powerful version of yourself. If you are ready to overcome your self-doubt, transform your relationship with love, money and self-worth and start creating the future you that you have always dreamed of becoming, you're in the right place. My desire with this podcast is to help you transform the relationship you have with yourself by sharing with you tools and perspectives that will help you actualize the life you have dreamed of creating. Treat this podcast as your own personal treasure trove of rich ideas, practices and teachings that will transform your day-to-day experience. Joining me is the magnificent Kaz, who as a client of mine has experienced firsthand the effect empowerment energy work and mindset reframing can have on your life. Hi guys, I first came to Kay a few years ago and at the time I needed to make some serious changes in my life. I had just come out of a bad relationship. I was managing a business with a team of over 150 people and I needed to make some changes that I didn't have the tools or capacity for. Working with Kay has been the catalyst I've needed. Since meeting Kay, my whole world has opened up personally, professionally and emotionally. I'm now happily married with a new perspective on life and I'm excited to see what she can do for you. So this week we are going to talk about how to get over your ex. So a powerful subject for I think a lot of people, everyone, we've all got an ex. Oh juicy, we've all got a great escape somewhere. <laughs> a great escape. <laughs> That's it right, it's, um, it's actually interesting because what I really really love is when a client comes in and they sit down in front of me and they say I've realized that there's a pattern in the type of people that I attract because that to me is just music to my ears that is someone who has taken the time to take a step back and observe that they are the common denominator in their relationships and that the types of people that they're attracting, because that's what we're all doing, we're constantly attracting people, are displaying behaviors and beliefs that are consistent, no matter the person. And when someone's taken the time to do that or had an experience that has forced them to recognize that, that is when that person is actually ready to change gear. And in this podcast, Kaz and I are going to talk about some of the experiences we've had personally, as well as what we've witnessed in other relationships, what I've seen with clients, and some tools to help any of you out there who might be in that place right now and are keen to move forward in a new and more empowered way. And we also want to cover online dating as well, because I think that in this new world that we're in, if you want to put yourself back out there, navigating that is um, quite a big experience in itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just will start this from just following on from what I was literally just saying around someone coming in who's observed their patterns, because my perspective with everything is always coming from an energetic perspective. And then and Kaz will then, you know, offer her experience and, and observations, which will be from, um, yeah, from a different place, which will be really helpful, hopefully. When a client has had that realization, when they've observed that there's a clear pattern and that they are the, the center of that experience, 
then what they're really recognizing is their role, their responsibility to actually start making changes within themselves in order to experience a new relationship outside of themselves. And you see that to me is where the power is always going to sit. It's always recognizing that everything outside of ourselves is actually just reflecting back at us, our relationship with ourselves. For example, if I fundamentally don't think I'm worthy of being loved, it means that the relationships I'm attracted to are going to be ones that don't enable me to receive love because they are going to echo back at me my core belief that I'm not worthy of receiving love. So it's only when we as individuals wake up to our need to take responsibility for how we're showing up in a relationship that we can start to actually impact powerful change on the nature of the relationships that we have. Mm. So understanding that you're always attracting your partner, I think is really helpful because it, it gives you a layer of empowerment that you wouldn't otherwise have. Often people sit in this place of, well, I always end up with the bad guy or I always go for the, the guy that can't commit or I always attract the guy that can't commit. And it's like this victim place of, well, this is just my lot in life. This is just how it is. And the truth is that's not the truth at all. It's just what you've made your truth and what you've decided is all that you can have. And it, the reality is it takes courage to look at yourself. You know, I think I know that in my own experience, in my early 20s, I think I believed that I had this real dark aspect to who I was. And you know, I think I took drugs and got drunk and did all the things because I fundamentally believed there was a part of me that was no good. And, you know, if someone treated me badly in a relationship, then that was all I deserved because there was, you know, I was broken. I had this thing about I'm, I'm broken. And mm. these were all stories I now know that were just there because of experiences I had had, but they weren't at all my truth. And it was only when I decided that I wanted better experiences, I wanted better relationships, that I started to do the work, which means I started to look at myself and how I was showing up. And yeah. I think that is always the turning point for someone moving from really challenging, unfulfilling relationships into a space of allowing themselves to receive those things. And it can take time. And I, I think people need to recognize that as well. It's not like you whether you've ended the relationship or had a relationship end, you don't, you might not have that realization straight then and there. It might take time, but I once read this article about um, if you if you perceive yourself as a high worth individual, how to attract a high worth individual. And that really struck me when I ended my previous relationship, which was completely destructive and, um, and I'll talk a bit to that as well, but in navigating your way through it, one of the things I read was each day do something for yourself to empower yourself in some ways. So I would read, I, I remember falling asleep every night watching YouTube videos on 
um, self-worth and relationships and life coaches. I then found you through that process. So because I found it really hard to be alone and I was going through that transition, but I knew that I was a high worth individual and I needed to attract someone. And I was in a place where I was probably a carer my whole life in some form. So I was trying to fix someone. You can't fix anyone. I just want to tell everyone that you cannot fix anyone. You're responsible for yourself and your own actions, but it is a process to go through to figure it out. I think it's pretty brave for a lot of people. It takes a lot of courage to end something that you know isn't working for you in seeking out something that serves you better. It it is it's a scary place because you don't know what's next around the corner. So do you have any tips for people that are maybe in that space and what they can do to empower themselves? Absolutely. You mean in terms of them being in a relationship which they know is fundamentally not serving? Yeah. Well, what about the people that haven't recognised that they might be the common denominator? Okay, well, okay, let's start there. Um, I think that the the best way for you to discern or realise that you're experiencing actually energetic patterns that are coming up in your life is by taking some time out to look at the nature of your relationships. If you have not yet had what a fulfilling relationship, and and maybe I'll just outline what that looks like for, for people, just to give you some clarity. You know, being in a fulfilling relationship is being with someone who completely respects and honors you, your feelings, your your opinions. Not only that, but is really interested in hearing them. Being in a fulfilling relationship is being fundamentally a, a best friend with that person. They are the person that knows all of you not just the pretty bits, not just the smart bits, not just the parts of you that you want others to see, but the one who is gonna be there when you're breaking down, when you're vulnerable, when you are feeling insecure, when you are not happy with the way that you look. They're the person that reassures you or at least sits and listens to you with care you know it's everything that you want in a relationship it's being held energetically and physically someone who can listen to you support you have the most fun with you have great sex with every aspect of the relationship feels supportive encouraging and fun and safe oh yes safe yeah Absolutely. And I think if you are in a relationship, and I mean, okay, that, to be honest, that's my experience of a fulfilling relationship. I know that there are people out there in throuples, you know, I I read recently, uh, this woman has having a relationship with two other women, and they're absolutely happy. That's great. It doesn't matter what your relationship, the nature of your relationship is. But there are some values that are really fundamental to you being 
seen, heard, held, loved, cherished, respected, and appreciated. And I think as long as that is happening in your relationship and you likewise are doing that for your other, your person, people, whatever it looks like, then there's going to be deep fulfillment mm. because there's this reciprocation of nurture and inspiration and empowerment that's happening. And it's not a transactional thing, which I think a lot of relationships fall into. It's, well, I've done this for you, so I need you to do this for me now in mm. order for me to feel loved or appreciated. And we've touched on these in various podcasts, but it's just being really aware of we are the ones that teach others how to treat us. So how we treat them teaches them how we wish to be treated. Mm. And often when people come in and unhappy in their relationship, I'll ask them, well, what are you doing for them? And the most of the time they're not doing much either and so all they're getting back is the same you know input equals output and it's about really honoring how you are showing up in that space as well I think and it's a very easy thing to slip into like a blame culture around it but sorry Kaz to answer your question if you have, if you've just come out of a relationship or you're in one right now and you know this is not working for you, your heart is heavy, you're sad, you don't, you're, you might be just waiting for it to end or you might be terrified that it's about to end. If that is you, then what I would firstly like to say is, I see you, I've been there too. I think everyone has in some way or form or another. You're not alone. And that instead of this feeling like the end of things, I would love for you to know that this is probably the beginning of something really powerful in your life. Because you see, we have to destroy things sometimes in order to make space to create. And people are often so terrified of things breaking down so much so that people are scared of commitment because they're terrified it's going to fail, okay? But when you find the courage to allow things to break, allow things to be destroyed, then you find the joy of the space that is created from that and the ability to start creating something new. And Kaz, what you were speaking to earlier in, in just deciding to every single day, do something for yourself, you actively started to create something new. And yeah. if you're in that space where you feel like everything is coming to an end, hold yourself gently and start reassuring yourself that it might be the end of this relationship. But it is also then the beginning of whatever it is that you really do want to call in. And that this could be the most significant shift of your life. And you could be about to step into a version of yourself you never knew existed. And because of that, are going to attract a man or a woman that you never knew was possible for you. Okay. So this is exactly what people need to hear. Because I remember when I broke up with my ex. Now, to give some perspective... 
this person was incredibly destructive. And when I look back, I was not in a good place. I wasn't comfortable with myself. I was still navigating things. I hadn't, I hadn't found myself the way I feel like I have today. He had addiction issues, drug and gambling, you name it, it was all there. And I, there was something in me that knew that that wasn't right for me. And I now say to people, if your doubts are so loud that it is all you can hear in your mind, that is your answer. But I was scared. And there are so many people, you get scared because you do not know what is around the corner. Now, I was in my 30s. I was worried, what if I don't meet someone? I want to have kids. I knew the kind of life that I wanted. It was not what I was in. So to, to end that and to to really hold my ground and say, this does not serve me, it's not what I want, is so scary. However, this whole new chapter of my life opened up and I cannot tell you, I'm proud of it. I look back at that relationship and there are parts, I mean, I that I wish I didn't hang around as long, but it was all meant to be the way it was meant to be. I remember being in a place where you feel really alone. You look around, all of your friends are in relationships with kids. Like it's, it's quite daunting. And then you've got to pick yourself back up. But I promise that there is this beautiful new chapter ahead of you. Now, what happened for me, not only did I read all the books, I almost became like, it was like a secret mission on my own, obsessed with, you know, doing the work on myself, because I felt like if I could get strong in myself, then I would attract someone who was equally as strong. And look, if there was a gold medal for online dating, I had the gold medal. Like it's tough out there. It's, it's a whole different world to navigate, but the more sure you are of yourself and what you want, the easier online dating becomes. Um, I did a lot of manifesting. I put down exactly what I wanted and there's a whole story around it, but I met my husband and at my, um, at my wedding recently in my speech, I listed, there were things that I put on a piece of paper before I met him and I read them after I met him. And some of them are just, you, you couldn't even write it, you know, like it's just, so one of the things I don't want to do is sit here and say like, you'll meet someone. I hated when people would say that. Like, I don't think that that's very constructive. What I want, the message I want to get across is recognizing your worth, understanding a path forward to navigate that and tools that you can use to realize that you're a high worth individual and how to attract a high worth individual. And that is one of the best ways you can navigate through getting over an ex in order to create a big, beautiful chapter for yourself that you envisage. And a lot of people sometimes don't recognize or maybe don't put down what it is that they actually want. Um, so I think manifesting or putting down the qualities that you are looking for, once you've recognized the qualities in yourself that you're comfortable with, is really important as well. I think you've touched on so many points there that are really. I know there's a lot there, so sorry to overwhelm everyone, but not at all. No, it's great. It's um, it's you know, 
understanding that the the key really is understanding that you're always attracting it. Yes. And letting go of the particular partner that might be stuck in your psyche and recognizing that they represent a type of energy that you are magnetically drawing into your reality because of the way that you feel about yourself. Mm. And, you know, to be clear about, we keep talking about working on yourself. What does this really look like? Essentially, it's about helping you step out of the emotional scarring, if you like, of past experiences to empower yourself to start to build trust in who you are and what you deserve. And the way that you get there is by really exploring types of experiences that will help you feel supported as you you know, start to explore those sides of yourself. So we are talking about doing work on yourself. So we are talking about potentially seeing a counselor or a psychologist or an energy healer or, you know, whatever, a breath worker, like whatever feels right for you, whatever you're drawn to is your medicine. Mm. I use medicine in a shamanic sense, which means that, you know, everybody has medicine for each other we all have wisdom and guidance that we can offer each other and we can call that medicine in a way because it helps us get better it helps us become more of who we are so feel into if you're in that place if you potentially just finished the last you know that relationship that really is hurting your heart you know maybe go onto google or go talk to friends you know that kind of into that world and have a look around but do what feels right for you so just follow your intuition and if that sounds hard to you if you're not really used to working with your intuition then just keep asking yourself well how do I feel instead of what do I think so you know you could even go into go on the internet and type in self-help you know or getting over your ex even and and see what comes up. I run something called the Alchemize Method, which is a course that is specifically built around people initially looking at where they're at, looking at their past experiences and letting go energetically. We do a lot of energy work and reframing work and mindset work to help them really see and identify the patterns that they have in their behaviors so they can start to let that go and discover themselves and explore new ways of showing up in the world. And whilst they do that, they automatically, your energy shifts naturally because you're already inviting in different thoughts, different experiences, different people. You know, you're going to attract different people simply because you're now looking at different aspects and areas of your life. Mm. So, yeah, just really firstly, reassure yourself. Yes, it's scary, but we need to act in life at times to kind of help us help ourselves propel forward so that we can create change and it's actually finding that courage first up that really enables us to move forward 
in fact, breaking up with my partner is was the biggest turning point of my life it's actually what started this whole self-work career I used to be in marketing before this and I was with my now husband and I was really insecure really unhappy and it was only when I finally found the courage to break up when I realized that I had become so not myself that staying with him meant that I was becoming a stranger. I had forgotten who I was completely. And I realized I was no longer willing to sacrifice myself for somebody else. But that was after five years. So it can take you however long it needs to take you. But when you do find the courage to finally step away, that is when you are you have the space and perspective to really understand and see yourself in a new way. Mm. I think you know what kind of life you want. Well, I'd like to think that you know what kind of life you want for yourself as well. I always had this image in my mind of um, the person I was with that got along with my friends and was really comfortable and capable. And, you know, I, I, I remember just before I started seeing you, I remember um, it was New Year's Day and I had had the most depressing Christmas of my life. I'm talking, crying with my mum on the couch, like I'm going to be alone. Let's buy some cats or, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I was really in a dark place. And my friend said um, we should do a mood board. I remember my, so we, we go out, we buy the mood board, I, I print off like all these images and if anyone knows me, I take things probably to the extreme. So she had a few images on hers and I presented her this 3D kind of pop-out version of this mood board. I still have it in my office and I still look at it and I, I sectioned it into parts. So I had a friendship area, I had a relationships, love so in, in the love section, I put all the qualities that I wanted in a partner. I had a career section. I had a home section, life goal. I, it, it was a lot. Now, just before I got married, I looked at this because um, it kind of sits in the same place. And there are sections of this um, mood board that I was able to look at and go tick, tick. Like there was a dog, you know, in my home and my partner and I, my husband and I got a dog um, recently and just so to me it was like expressing this is the kind of life that I see for myself I know I'm not there yet but I want to get there and I just kind of worked away at it little by little and I am a completely different person to what I was then yeah. um, but I, I feel really grateful for that experience in some ways because I wouldn't have met my husband and loved all the qualities of the man that he is had I not had all of those experiences. So I, I don't think you can discount them either. You know, it all takes where you're supposed to be. And I remember sitting with Kay at one point saying like, you know, I was navigating the online dating world and saying, oh my God, like I'm, I, where is he? And, and you said to me at some point, the right person is going to come to you at the right time. You actually don't need to do anything. Now, for someone who's very organized, I took, 
was like, should I stay on online dating? Should I, what should I do? But at the right time, he came into my life. That's it. Yeah. And that's because you attracted him. That's yeah. You don't actually, whether you choose to do online dating or not, it doesn't matter because when you're in the right place, you're going to, they're going to walk straight into you because you're going to literally attract them to you, towards you, that you won't be able to avoid them. And, you know, I like the mood board um, example. Like that's, it's really good to give yourself um, hope, you know, and to raise, because what that does is it raises your vibration. Another good thing I encourage clients to do is, well, firstly, to also get an animal, actually. I always encourage them to create love in their life. We attract what we're already feeling. So if we're feeling lack, scarcity, oh, woe is me, I'm never going to find the right person. You're right. You're absolutely not going to. That is a fact because you're going to continue to attract what you're already experiencing. So creating a sense of fulfillment, of fun, of ease, of peace, of excitement, of expectation, of optimism. These are all energies, vibrations, feelings that are going to draw in more of themselves. So law of attraction is always bringing you more of what you're already experiencing. So using a mood board is really powerful because every time you look at it, you feel this sense of optimism and excitement and, and joy. You can also, and having a pet around, loving that pet, you're already experiencing love, adoration, devotion. You can also uh, talk to your partner. So this is actually something I did before I got into this work. It was just an intuitive thing. I, I actually ended up in Australia by accident because I left England on what was meant to be like a year and a half, two year trip around the world. After Australia, I was meant to go to South, like maybe Africa and then South America, and then back up Canada and back to England, London. And here I am 11 years later in Sydney. But anyway, <laughs> whilst I was on this trip, I had left London and there had been a relationship I'd been quite into. Looking back on it now, it would never have worked. But at the time, I thought this guy was the best thing since sliced bread. And I was really upset about it. And, um, and as I traveled, I kind of like let, let it go. You know, I, I just, I cried heaps, but then I kind of let the relationship go a bit. And what I found myself doing was before I go to bed, well, I go to bed, but before I fall asleep every evening, I would have this conversation. I would have this like fake conversation with my partner who found all my jokes funny thought I was the sexiest most attractive thing ever and I just would allow myself because it was kind of playful and silly to just say things that I would never probably say normally to a guy up front or when I'm not used to them or know them that well I was just completely myself and I would just enjoy it I would just do it for like 10-15 minutes it wasn't even the thing I did on purpose I would just sort of daydream and end up having these kind of conversations with it like you imagining the kind of partner that would be next to you yes that's yeah. exactly right and mm -hmm. so I would just have this like brief pre-sleep chat with my partner and yeah and we would just be silly and it was fun and now I have those conversations for real yeah and it's exactly those. But I met my partner probably nine months after I started doing that, six to nine months. 
And it blew me away that I was literally having the same conversations, but with someone else responding now. Yeah, it's happened to me too. Yeah, and it's because you are putting out, you're creating the experience you want to attract in your reality right now. I don't know if I was talking to someone, I don't know if I was talking to someone, but I was definitely imagining someone in my mind, visualizing everything. This is it. Visualizing is really powerful too. You know, people are like so disdainful of your imagination, but this is where they all don't understand how energy works because you see your energy is aligned with your heart. And your heart communicates to you through imagery and feelings. It's your brain that's busy bashing out facts and logic. And your brain serves your heart. But when your brain is leading the way and your heart is left behind, there's an imbalance. Your brain is so powerful. It's so useful. It's a fantastic fantastic tool and a really great ally when you're coming from a heart-centered space and so people who struggle with intuition who struggle trusting their imagination all of those kinds of things they would struggle with moving from a heart-centered space because they are so in their heads this is not the end of the world a lot of clients I deal with are in that place It's just about starting to softly rejig yourself, which is again why I said earlier, start to come from life from a place of I feel instead of I think. Stop asking everybody else their opinion. When you do that, all you're doing is inviting in different perspectives, which will create noise and distraction from you being able to tune in with what you feel. Create a lot more space and time for you to make decisions. So if you're indecisive, a procrastinator, you don't trust people easily, you struggle with your intuition, these are all classic signs that you're very much in your head. Nothing wrong with that, but you will feel better once you start to move into your heart space. And that means just doing things that help you feel at ease, relax, which is why I was saying coming from a place of I feel, listening for your own opinions. And the reality is it might take you longer to make decisions. Yes, you might flip flop from one to the other, but that's okay. People put a lot of pressure on themselves to make decisions these days and sure there are times that you do need to make quick decisions but most of the time if you actually decide to give yourself permission you can create time for you to contemplate something now caroline's done the alchemize method with me kaz sorry has done the (laughs) caroline who's that kaz has done the alchemize method with me so she understands what i'm talking about here because contemplation is something we talk about because to me, it's a really overlooked technique that's actually quite powerful. And what it is, it's, it's ruminating or considering or thinking about something that you would like a solution around, but you can't quite figure out what that solution looks like or what the right solution is. And instead of really pushing at it and driving at it, letting it sit in your psyche and trusting that or maybe trusting is the wrong word letting it sit in your psyche and leaving it there for a period of time saying to yourself I don't know the answer to this yet and that's okay I'm just gonna 
come back to it in a week or maybe two. And what you'll find is that it will still come up in your thing, in your thoughts, in your mind, but you'll think about it in unexpected times when you're out for a walk or when you're doing your cooking or when you're in the shower. And as it just kind of sits there and bubbles in your psyche, you will start to draw in solutions and deeper insights and understanding about what it is that you really want and what this thing that you're calling in could actually look like. Contemplation is so powerful because I always feel you get real quality decisions when you've taken that time to sit with it and kind of percolate over what feels right for you instead of putting yourself under pressure to come up with an answer. All of these behaviors, tools, techniques help you start to move into your heart space, which is a softer, more gentle, more connected, more grounded place to make decisions from. Hmm. And it feels good too. Do you want to cover online dating? Oh God, yes, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so... Online dating, if I'm really honest, I've not done this, okay? So I don't have personal experience, but I have got a lot of clients who have done it. So I think maybe Kaz, you should lead this because you do have personal experience. Oh, what do you want to know? Okay. Well, what is it that you'd like to share? Because clearly there's something that you feel is important. Well, I think once you've navigated your way through the X and you're at a place where you now want to look at having an, a new relationship. Can we, One, sorry, because yeah. you actually just mentioned something really worthwhile there. Timing. Timing. Yeah. Don't push yourself to jump back into that. Yes. So my rule was when I felt happy, that was my time to do it. And sometimes you can get online dating fatigue. It's a real thing. Um, and that's when you need to stop. And when you're happy again, go back out there. My experience, um, happiness was just being a bit more content with who I was and understanding what I wanted. So taken the time then. To I had taken the time. So um, solitude can create a lot of clarity. So for me, it's, I think women are, are much better at doing that than men. I used to hear this saying men can move quite quickly. But for me, being on my own gave me a bit more clarity before How I did you deal with loneliness. Because this is what comes up. Maybe it's unfair for me to ask that. I can give some. No, I, that's the hard one. And that those were the nights where I would fall asleep watching YouTube videos on, you know, things that I wanted. So, and look, I, there were times where I'd go on a date and you would uh you'd think you'd have all the hope in the world and you come home completely I mean it's it's a job <laughs> like I remember going on so many dates a week and you get dressed up and you you go out and meet these people that you had such high hopes for and they weren't what you thought they were going to be and then there was this sort of like after date depression almost of like oh that's a shame now in the early days of my online dating I would go on dates thinking like, oh, I hope they like me. Mm -hmm. And I realized that was the wrong attitude. I, I didn't, I wasn't perfect at it at the start, but as I did the work, 
my attitude towards online dating changed. So I would go to the date thinking like, do I like you? And a lot of the time I wouldn't go on dates that I wasn't comfortable with. So sometimes it might be a coffee. Sometimes I wouldn't share a lot about myself. Sometimes I'd let them talk and lead. Um, But yes, you would find yourself on dates that you actually didn't really want to go on initially. Is that right? Because there's so much pressure too that I think other people put on you if you're the single one. Like um, I became a lot more private about the dates that I was going on too. Um, But I will say when I look back, I probably wasn't owning who I was and what I wanted. I remember until I met my husband. Now, I'll speak to that date because I came in pretty hot. And what I mean by that is I was, I think the words that came out of my mouth were like, I'm not here to, um, I can't say the word out loud, but I'm not here to dick around basically. Like this is who I am. This is what I want. And I was, I owned who I was, what I did, what I wanted. I I don't know. I just came in with a completely different approach. And yeah, I had with really clear. I had with other people too, but they just weren't the right fit. And he was like, whoa. And I saw in him that he was a really high value person in himself. Can you um explain high worth, high value? Because I don't want people to confuse this with a financial thing. Oh no, no, no. It's got really nothing. Clear, yeah, about what you mean by that. It's to do with quality. Mm-hmm. So your morals, your values, your ethics, your, um, when I say a, a, a high value individual, I, I think of someone who is a good person. So good yeah, if you feel you're a good person, you want to attract a good person. Mm, yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean by that. So um, I felt that this was the, the person in front of you. Yeah. And I really connected at the heart with him straight away. So, you know, um, but in terms of navigating online dating, it's, I'm not going to lie. It is, some people have a really easy time with it. Some people have a really hard time with it. I think women have a harder time with it than men do um, just based on experiences like you know, you're dealing with the general public out there. There's a lot of characters. Like you can have a lot of, we need a whole episode on. Um, well, well, hold on a sec. Okay. Because this is an interesting point. Because you've got to remember, you're only going to attract what's on your vibration. I do attract new mums. I do attract people who are into self-help. I do attract, you know, I attract people like me. Yes. We are always doing that. And, you know, when I have a client show up or contact me for a session and, and they'll say to me, I'm not sure if this is the right way. And I already know it is because they wouldn't be in contact with me otherwise. We're always attracting. And for any, this is a bit of a random thing to say, but any of you out there building your own business, worried about whether you're qualified enough or whether you've got the right skill sets or blah, blah, blah. Don't worry about it. Whoever's going to come to you, you've got something to offer them. That's a fact, right? So we're always going to attract the people that 
resonate with whatever energy we're giving off, which most of the time we don't really know. We only know by whoever's sitting in front of us because they're giving us a reflection, okay? Mm. So yes, we are exposing ourselves to the general public, but actually only the people that we're drawing towards us. So, so when it comes to online dating, then it really starts with your profile. Okay. Yeah. I know. So you have the option in your profile to deliver yourself a certain way. So if you've got um, scandalous photos, filtered photos, if, if it's coming across a certain way, that is the way you are presenting yourself to the world. So be very careful about the way in which present a profile that is in line with who you are, number one. That's it. And also because of what what you're going to attract, you know, what we give out, we get back. So if that's what you're giving out, there's no wonder you're getting lots of dick pics. (laughs) If that's what you're getting. (laughs) Exactly. I'm trying to keep it um, PG, but I'll give you an example. So when I came across um, my husband's profile, I, um, his name was, is Guy. And I thought, Guy, who's Guy? Like if anyone told me that I just needed to look for a guy called Guy, it would have saved me a bit of time. But anyway, um, his profile was really um, engaging. Now, disclaimer, he does work in marketing, but he had shots of his family. He had shots of travel in his bio. He didn't do the like... he had put thought into it, which says a lot about the quality of person that he is. So he had put a lot of thought as to um, how he wanted to describe himself and his career and what he wanted, what his interests were and what he was looking for. So it was very clear before I swiped on him because that's what you do. Um, like, okay, he seems like a really interesting person. He seems really kind. I he, He seems like he's got good friends. I got a a really good sense of who he was without even having a word with him. And then I swiped on him and gave him a very um, aggressive opening statement of like, hi, here I am. Like, what are you about? Um, And yeah, so I think that is number one. You've got to really, you can, you can really determine who someone is before you go on a date with someone. So have a very good filtering process. Yeah, good idea. Um, very good. What I would also like to say is when you just said, and then I opened with a very aggressive, whatever that was. Um, and you said when you showed up on your date, you basically sat there and said, look, this is who I am. I'm not here to mess around. Um, yeah. Okay, sure. Maybe that's perceived as aggressive by some people. However, I use that word lightly, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, but it also speaks to somebody who has got really clear on what she wants. Yes. No longer prepared to compromise herself for the benefit of somebody else. And actually, that's what all these shoddy relationships are for. You know, every bad relationship we have helps us get closer to the relationship that we do want. Mm. So nothing's ever wasted. There's never an ex that you shouldn't have had. There's, you know, and and even the really toxic, destructive, you know, relationships that can take place are serving a purpose because maybe you need to actually get to the bottom of that well before you are going to decide you're worthy of more. 100%. And so it's really great 
actually, if you find yourself in this place of what have I done to deserve this? Maybe that's not the way we need to see it. It's more, I needed to experience this at this level to decide that I wanted something better. And actually helping yourself recognize that the darkest places are the ones that can really flip you into the lightest ones. It's a, it's a gift. And I, I think that's really trouble, uh, especially for friends that are watching you go through um, that time is that challenging time as well. But I can honestly look back and say, um, like, I won't talk to to the person because, you know, I don't necessarily have good feelings about that person. But I wish him well. You know, it's a it's all a gift. Without that experience, it wouldn't have led me to investigating more about myself and then having clarity and then moving on to the next chapters. Yeah, it's all a gift. But at the time, it's really hard to see um, that it is a gift. And it's interesting because you mentioned earlier that, you know, you kind of stop telling people about your dates. And I think this is really common. And I think, um, you know, it's, I think it's very common in, in actually lots of arenas um and what I mean by that is I'm looking at IVF at the moment and I know that people don't share their journeys because they are worried it's going to fail and they don't want everyone's pity or judgment or whatever the thing might be and equally I have girlfriends who I know really want a beautiful partner and they've had lots of relationships obviously and I will never have them call me and tell me about a new relationship and and them say, this is the one and me go, oh yeah, like the last one. Never will I say those words because it's my job as their friend to back them, believe in them and encourage them every step of the way, regardless. But also because I hold a strong belief that every single failure is part of our pathway to what we perceive as success. And You know, it's actually really necessary for us to go through that experience to become even more profoundly dedicated to our worthiness of receiving what we really, really want. Oh, it's like music to my ears. I say to people now, and I wish, um, and I did have people around me saying it to me, but I say to friends, you deserve a big, beautiful, full, happy life. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that to people is because I went on this path where I realized I deserved a big, happy, fulfilling, loving life. And, you know, supporting someone through that's really important. Um, And, but, you know, some people are going to want to share and some people aren't, and that's okay. Yeah, Um, absolutely. It's a big thing to navigate through. It's also just, you know, how are you showing up for people who are in this situation? You know, how are you... What does your integrity look like in respect of their journey and your friends, you know, in terms of how you are supporting them or judging them, you know, and it's, it's really worthy, you know, Kaz has said this a few times, and I absolutely love it, like lead with compassion, yeah, and not just for other people, but for yourself. And one thing I'd like to say, and this kind of relates to the energy healing podcast that we did a, a while back, um, around how your body can reflect your energy in certain or your trauma really 
And I just want to drop this in here because what I have observed with a lot of clients who suffer from UTIs in particular, that they have a lot of trauma around sexual experiences that are not, that were not fulfilling. A lot of women who've slept with men, for example, that they knew at the time was not the right call. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be raped. You don't have to be abused even. You don't, it can be completely consensual and yet intuitively you weren't happy about it. And yeah, so I just want to put that in there because I feel like it might resonate for some people that if that's a chronic thing for you, maybe look at getting some energy work because I know that I've done a lot of energy clearing work in that area specifically around those symptoms that have been connected to making compromising decisions for the benefit of the other person rather than yourself in that dynamic in that sex dynamic mm. um some of the other things you mentioned Kaz that I also wanted to speak to was the loneliness thing so um I think this is a really potent concern for a lot of people who are in unhappy relationships or have just left one um because I think it stops people from actually leaving unhappy relationships because they are so terrified of being alone or yep. you know experiencing loneliness that they actually instead choose to stay in destructive unhappy places yeah it almost um, happened to me because it's it's crippling the thought of being alone can be quite crippling and can stop you from taking the plunge so what I'd like to say around loneliness is that if we think about loneliness the truth is you can be surrounded by people and still feel lonely in fact you might be in a relationship and feel lonely Kaz in your ex-relationship did you feel lonely completely that's it right the chances are if you're in an unhappy relationship you're probably already lonely yeah. but you're in denial of it because you're like well no they're physically right here but you are not being met and that actually tells us a lot about what loneliness really is it's actually more about feeling connected and often connected with ourselves you can have a single person who is deeply connected with themselves not feeling remotely lonely in fact actively thrilled with the prospect of a Friday night at home where they can watch whatever they want to watch they can read whatever they want to read they can have a bath they can you know enjoy a glass of wine make a fire whatever the thing might be but it's really worth understanding that loneliness is not a physical experience. It's a mental, emotional one. And if that is what is standing in the way of you and you, your happiness, if you like, if that's what's keeping you in a relationship, please don't use that as a justification to stay in a relationship that's not working because loneliness is something that can exist within a relationship. And when you are outside of that relationship you then have the opportunity to start really working on you and your relationship with yourself which is actually what's going to help you overcome that loneliness mirror work which might sound horrifying to many of you <laughs> i think you've got to explain mirror work well yeah so mirror work is basically literally you sitting in front of a mirror and looking at yourself which I know is really confronting for a lot of people and there's actually um, an exercise I take my clients through as part of my alchemized method course which helps them 
see themselves in a new way. So I, I ask them to look very closely at themselves. So almost like an inch away from the mirror in order for you to kind of let go of looking at your physical attributes and letting go of that kind of judgmental framework we can slip into and instead looking closely at your irises and seeing how intricately designed they are how amazing they are the little planets inside of your head and contemplating or thinking about all the things that you're able to see through your eyes all the colors all the experiences all the views that you're able to absorb through your eyes all the people that you love you care about and how magnificent your eyes are for allowing you to have that experience and the fact that they do this for you all the time just for you with absolute ease okay and they do it without wanting anything in return and then I get them to look at their nose and think about all the things they've smelled and all the the air and oxygen they're able to take in and, and their mouths and all the flavors and the tastes and the speech and the laughter that they've enjoyed, all the communication and the whispering and the softness. And, and so what you do is you actually work through your body and your being, seeing it from this really magnificent perspective of the machine that it is, that is in constant service to your well-being, And that actually starts to powerfully shift the way that you perceive yourself, which is often through this really critical guise of judgment. And it can help you then to start seeing through that out the exterior and actually start to connect with who you are. And what I often ask clients to do is look at themselves in the mirror and ask themselves, how are you? Often that's just the trigger that you need. And then a conversation will develop between you and yourself. And the key to it is not allowing your mind to kind of get away with itself, but actually asking yourself a question, leaving some time and allowing your heart, your instinct, your feeling voice to respond. And that can take some time, especially if you're not used to doing that. And what I will often say to people is not to leave the mirror until you are authentically happy with yourself. And I had one person and she said I was there for three hours and yeah. I cried and I wailed. I was angry. I was free, but so much came up, but she did not bless her. She did not leave the mirror until she felt good about herself. And it was one of the most profound turning points of her life. Yeah. I, I will recommend to people, um, I'm no professional whatsoever. It's just my experience. But if you can find someone where you can work on your energy or your mind, your heart, whatever it might be, it, I really recommend that as a tool to help with loneliness as well. Mm -hmm. and, and don't be afraid to talk to your friends and say, like, I, I feel lonely. I feel really scared about what comes next um you're not asking let them know you're not asking for pity or um it's not you're not having a victim party you're just saying you know i'm i'm not sure what's coming next and allow yourself to receive the love from your friends and and know that if, if they feel that about you you will find someone that feels that about you too at the right time and hopefully you're feeling like that about yourself as well um I just find that th these little things that you can do to help with um, 
loneliness can make a big difference. And that's not to say that there are going to be times that are really tough and it, and it can be, especially if it's a big change or an adjustment. And hundred percent. It's um, it is challenging and, and absolutely, I mean, doing this kind of work, looking, and if you're interested in energy healing, by all means, reach out to me. I would be happy to support you. I help people all around the world. And it's, you know, I have so many people that come to me and they're like, hey, I've done loads of work on myself. I've seen lots of people. And the reality is they, they mentally, rationally understand everything. But it's actually when we move our energy around something, we, then we really move the way that we feel about it. And that is where real profound shifts can happen. So the only other point that I really wanted to speak to was something else that we touched on a bit earlier, which was distraction. So that just come out of a relationship rapidly going into the next one and keeping yourself occupied, if you like. Now, I realize that even in saying this, that person probably wouldn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) But what I am and what I mean by that is if that is you or someone, you know, most likely, they are not ready to do the work. They're not ready to look at themselves yet. And that is a okay. We have, you can have friends that are in that space too. And that's okay. Just love and support them. They might get there. They might not get there, but that's their experience. And actually for you, the opportunity is how are you reacting to that? Is there judgment? And if so, what does that say about you? Because we only judge others when we have judgment within ourselves so yeah it's everybody is working at things on their own perfect timeline and actually i just want to read you a little extract from a poem which was written by well i believe it was charlie chaplin and and it's called as i began to love myself and there's just one little um, stanza that I want to share. So it says, as I began to love myself, I understood how much it can offend somebody if I try to force my desires on this person, even though I knew the time was not right and the person was not ready for it. And even though this person was me, today I call this respect. Um, I just think that's so perfectly put. I love that. Yeah. And um, observing someone in that journey could be a child, could be your son or daughter who you can see just rapidly going from one destructive relationship to the next one. Try not to witness them as a victim. Try to witness them as a powerful creator who is moving through potentially disastrous relationships, but with every single one getting clearer and clearer on what they don't want and what they do want. And continually calling in experiences that are going to help them at some point make decisions that are actually going to serve them. Before before we end, I I just want to um, encourage people to lead with compassion with online dating as well because it's, I remember um, feeling very uh, scared and worked up sometimes before a date because you are putting yourself out there. Um, And don't forget the other person is doing the same, Um, whether you have good, bad experiences, but um, 
you know, I think a lot of the time, unfortunately, with online dating, we go into it thinking like, what can this offer person offer me? Like it's a transaction Mm -hmm. Um, and you might have a, a bad result if you go into it with that mindset. So just seeing them for someone that's going on their own journey. And if, if they're not for you, um, you know, it's okay to say it's, it was really nice to meet you. I don't think this is right for me, but you know, I wish you all the best. Um, I don't know. I just think that there's a bit of a, a culture out there with online dating that could be a little bit more compassionate too, because there are a lot of people just putting their heart out on the line and trying to meet someone. That's so true. Very true. Yeah. Thank you for that, Kaz. So if you are in that place, I hope that what we've shared today is helpful and supportive. We are always open to hearing more about topics that you would like us to explore. And if you have any questions about energy healing, if you're interested in doing the Alchemize Method, please get in touch at hello at kwilson.love. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, please check these podcasts out on Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. And subscribe and share. That would be wonderful. Sending you lots of love and support. Till the next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.